This is the foundation of everything we do. Should I even be in crypto? What is crypto? We hear this all the time. And you go back to the Adaptive Dilemma videos and it'll break down why these questions and this language can be so dangerous. So let's dive into it. Okay. Biggest thing everywhere I go, I know it's going to be the next big thing and I don't want to miss out, especially in a hot market. So a lot of people are trying to figure out how do I get into crypto? Should I get into crypto? What crypto should I be in? And it's coming from a place of a non-sobriety, fear of missing out. And we're going to address that this is not the way to go about it. It's not about missing out on something. Okay, the biggest risk is not missing out on the next big thing. That is not the biggest risk at all. Okay, if we talk about an individual, a purpose-driven individual who has something that matters to them, the biggest risk is not getting what you want out of life. Okay, so if you want to spend time with your kids, if you want to pay off your house, if you want to uh, retire your spouse, whatever it is, the biggest risk is that you make decisions that make it less probable that you get that. Okay. So in some scenarios, crypto might increase the probability and others, it might decrease the probability. And this is what uh certainty you the company that Dan and I have is all about is under helping people understand missing something is not a risk unless it is one of the things you prioritize. Okay. So we're going to wrap that in that, this context. The biggest risk is that you do not get what you want out of life. It's not that you miss something that could be huge or whatever. It's that you get the things that you want out of life. That's the most important thing. Okay, so we're going to start with what is crypto. This is very straightforward. You have blockchain and cryptocurrency. When people talk about crypto, they are generally talking about one of these two things and they use it interchangeably. Uh, blockchain is simply just a decentralized public digital ledger. And so it records transactions and data in blocks instead of columns and rows. So in theory, it can't be altered. It's usually faster, safer, cheaper, and uh, it is non-fungible. It's not supposed to be able to be altered. It's all it is. Okay, it's just data storage. You can transfer data, store data, secure data in blocks instead of columns and rows. They can never be changed. Cryptocurrency are just the assets that sit on the blockchain. They are transferred, stored, and secured on the blockchain. Right, now, it's kind of a mis, uh, misnomer because not all of these assets are actually currencies. Now, there is a whole infrastructure to explore. Okay, there's networks, there's currencies, there's insurance, there's exchanges, there's all these things, a whole world living on the blockchain. Uh, but before we go into that, we must first determine if it makes sense to do so? Does it make sense to put your resources, time, effort, and energy into understanding this more? Because it may not be. Believe it or not, even though we're crypto people, it may not be worth the time, effort, and energy. Let me explain. Should I be in or get into crypto or blockchain or cryptocurrency or Web3 or whatever language you want to use? That's the question. Should I get into it? And the answer, as per usual, is it depends. Okay, we got to run it through this concept of like risk adjustment, but personally indexed, meaning what is risky for you may not be risky for me. Quick example, if I already have the things that I want locked in, if I have enough cash in my bank account to fund the things that I want, then putting it into an investment actually uh, decreases the probability that I get what I want because I already had it locked in. I went from 100% certainty to not 100% certainty. Uh, somebody else may be further away. And if they do not invest, then they will never get what they want. 
So while it's riskier for me to invest cash, it may be less risky for somebody else because the biggest risk is that they don't get what they want. I hope that makes sense. So these risks uh, are adjusted based on your personal preferences and priorities. And that's why it depends. It's like, should I get a hammer? Very basic example. Should I go get into hammers? Should I buy a hammer? Uh, well, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to, the function is, are you trying to hang a picture? Maybe a hammer makes it easier for you. Maybe you're planning on hanging a lot of pictures uh, <laughs> or becoming a carpenter. Well, then, yeah, you should have a hammer. And so the, the concept here is function over form. What are you trying to accomplish? Don't get so stuck on the tools. Get stuck on what we're actually trying to accomplish, and that will inform us as to the most efficient or best tools to use. And so somebody says, should I get into crypto? Without any context, they are thinking of form over function. Should I have this tool? Well, what are you trying to accomplish? This tool may be the most efficient way to accomplish that, but we need to know what are we doing it for? Why are we going out and buying stuff? So what are you trying to accomplish? That's the first question. You may be trying to just satiate curiosity or novelty, in which case you just have to know that. You, uh, many people go into something thinking they're, uh, they're just curious and it's fun. And then they start expecting some financial return, but that's not why they got into it. So you have to be aware of why you're, you're participating in something. If you want to satiate your curiosity and learn about blockchain, then just categorize it in your brain appropriately that this is learning. This is not investing. I am learning. You may be doing both simultaneously, but you have to prioritize. Maybe you want a more efficient, safer, cheaper way to data, uh, transfer data and store data then looking at the blockchain might be a solution. What most people are asking, and what I'm going to address in this video, is should I invest in crypto as a financial investment in my portfolio? Just understand, people can be in it for different reasons, and it's very important that we understand why we're in it and why others are in it, so we don't have a different priority and copy them. Should I have crypto in my investment portfolio? Now, there is a brilliant capstone written by one of our guardians. I will have a link in this video. Uh, breaking down how he looks at it, and it, it's a phenomenal breakdown of how uh, he get, he reasoned through having crypto in his portfolio. So I strongly recommend you check that out. The question we ask is, does it increase or decrease the probability that you uh, get what you want out of life? Notice how this isn't about uh, missing something and then feeling bad about missing it. That's not the point. The point is, what do you actually want and how do we increase the probability that you get what you want with every move that we make. And of course, it must be an inappropriate timeline. If you want a gazillion dollars tomorrow, that's not really fair. But if you want to pay off your house and retire your uh, spouse and make sure you can pay for your kid's college and it's going to take seven years, that's appropriate. Okay. So to answer this question, we go to what I call the 3C framework. And it's just designed to give you the highest probability of getting what you actually want out of life. And in order to do this, you can use Google Maps as an example. Like what's the highest probability I actually get to my destination from where I'm at is clarity. You have to uh, use your current location and you have to have an accurate uh, destination. If you don't have those two things, Google Maps cannot help you. So step one is getting clear on what we actually want. Where are we at? And what are we, where are we trying to get to and in what timeline? Okay, and I'll show you how to reason through some of that. Then certainty. So if I need to fund these initiatives in seven years, 
What I want to see is I want to see that I am on track to do that. If nothing else changes, I'm on track. And that's often not the case. So then we just work for certainty. You cannot collapse time, which is number three, until you have certainty. A lot of people are rushing, but without the certainty, they're kind of just rushing to a dead end or off a cliff. And I'll explain what I mean. Okay, so one, clarity. What are we actually trying to accomplish? Two, certainty. How do we get on track? How do we get on track to do that? And three, collapsing time. To use the Google Maps analogy, that's your current location and your destination. And let's say you need to get there in three hours or you're going to be late. We want to have a route that gets us there in three hours or less. Okay. And then once we have that route, we can maybe drive a little bit faster or uh, run a few yellow lights to collapse time and get there quicker. That's collapsing time. But you cannot collapse the time without the uh, certainty. Okay. So to do this, solvable problem informs. Solvable problem informs. Now, this is our framework for the solvable problem. Uh, this is the certainty app. Uh, it's a very robust app, but we're just going to look at this tab, which is solvable problem. Let's say that you need to pay for your kid's college and do this thing and buy a new house and all these things you want to do. And you prioritize them and you decide what is really important to you. You need an extra $10 million. And this is like nine years from now. By January 30th, 2023. And you pick your own time. You have $150,000 to invest, and you can add an extra 40%. And, you know, very few people have a tax rate of zero. Let's say you have a tax rate of 30%. Yeah? You can, uh, uh, 40 grand a month, you can do additional and calculate it. I was going to show you is that you need 23.2% a year on this money that you have now in order to get what you want. So if you are consistently getting 23%, or if you can drive your tax rate, tax rate down to zero, 16.2%, if you are consistently getting that and you believe you're going to consistently get that, then you have certainty. Okay. Now, what we want to do is say, well, do I want to be in crypto? All right. That's what we're here for. First, I would try to uh, get more certainty without taking on more risk. So if we could find like an extra five grand laying around and we could maybe find five grand a month in expenses that we're wasting and recapture that, you know, we could drive this down to 13.9%. So we don't need the next big moonshot or whatever. What we need to optimize for, for certainty, is to get 14% a year on our money. That gives us the high, this is how we get what we want out of life. This informs us when to take more risk and when to take less risk. Okay. So let me just give you a quick example. Let's say we had 3,000 to put in now. We need 12%. Let's say our target balance was 8 million. We only we need 8.3%. Okay, let's say we could, you see I'm just changing these numbers here, but what you can see is in this scenario here, I don't actually have to get a return on my money to get the things that I really want out of life. So if you're in this position and you're like, yeah, but I might miss Bitcoin. Well, you're being a greedy a-hole uh, because if you're honest about what you actually want, you're already on track. In this scenario, investing this money would get you further away from what you actually want. In this scenario, 
you have to invest your money and get 5.4% in order to get what you want. You see how the risk profiles are different? So we need to figure out how much risk we are going to take in order to get what we want. This is different than just getting as much as possible. Okay. So a solvable problem informs. If you are on track, so if you're here as an example, and you already have investments that are getting 5.4% or more, then you do not need to expose yourself to crypto. You don't need to. Okay. Now you can for novelty purposes, but only the overage. So you don't need crypto, but you can take the overage and it can go into collapsing time. So maybe you need 5.4%, but you're getting 12. You could take that overage and take risk off the table. That increases your certainty, or you can take that overage and try to collapse time with it. But either way, you're not risking the, the things that you want most. Okay. Uh, or overage can go into novelty. You can just play because you know that it's overage. Okay. So the whole trick here, should I be in crypto? Well, if you are on track to get what you want, um, you don't need to be in crypto. You don't, you still can be absolutely. Um, but it's not a need. You're not going to miss anything. In fact, taking whatever you're getting 6% on and putting it into crypto might make it less likely that you get what you want when you want it. Uh, so if you're on track, don't need crypto. Overage goes into collapsing time. Overage goes into novelty. Or you take the overage and you take you, you take risk off the table. You turn it into cash or whatever asset you have a macro belief in. If you are not on track, okay, you want to get on track, obviously. We have a, you can recapture, reallocate. There's a whole training on this. So if you're not on track, because it looks like this, and I'm just making up these numbers, you need 22%. We, again, we might say, you know what? Um, I don't really need this thing that I have, and I can sell it for 10 grand, uh, and I can cut these expenses. They don't really matter to me. That saves me an extra 10 grand, right? So we're just trying to drive your net, your target return down without taking risk before we add risk. Uh, and once we've done that, let me go back to my slides here. Once we've done that, we can say the crypto may actually increase the probability that we get what we want. Okay, so if we're sitting here, And we need 31%. Well, we may not have any traditional investments. We already uh, did everything we could on the tax side. We've recaptured, we reallocated stuff we're wasting. And for us to really get what we want, and maybe we're really ambitious, and it's true that these are the things that we have to accomplish in life for whatever reason, well, you need 45%. You might have to take a moonshot. This could be a new business, this could be a new technology, and this could be crypto. Okay, so it is a tool to take you from uncertain to potentially getting there. The mistake is people are taking going from certainty to uncertainty. They have a good path forward and they invest in something they don't understand because they're afraid of missing out and they're actually less likely to get what they want. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. If you're on track, allocate the overage into crypto. If you're not on track, crypto may help you get on track. And then you got to go down your, your rabbit hole and do your homework. The trick is many people will do this and realize they don't have to go down that rabbit hole right now. There's other ways to get on track. 
So should you be in crypto, you have to know yourself. You really have to know what you want, what you're trying to accomplish. You have to understand your impulses. You have to have your solvable problem. Uh, you got to know your personality. If you have an addictive personality, uh, something that moves at the speed of cryptocurrency right now is probably, you're probably going to incur more of an emotional loss than um, the financial gain is worth. That's a very real possibility. So we have to account for that, which we address in the frequency of exposure. So it's a video and an article that'll be linked below. Check out frequency of exposure so you can figure out, does my personality really jive with crypto? Because uh, a good financial return can still be a loss if you incur a massive emotional ruin, right? And fight the FOMO. So we want to make decisions from a state of sobriety. This is the scientific orientation, right? Everything we just talked about is probability and risk instead of the dogmatic orientation, which is certainties and absolutes. Bitcoin will be the future reserve currency. Maybe. But really, we need to think about that in probabilities and risks uh, relative to what we actually want in life. And there's a whole video and training on uh, the scientific orientation and the dogmatic orientation and kind of how to catch yourself there. Hey, think function over form. The function from the Guardian Academy that, that I recommend, and you may have a different one, is we make decisions to get a, give us the highest probability of getting what we want out of life. If that's not how you make decisions, then a lot of the stuff we talk about is not going to be super helpful for you, and that's okay. This is who we, this is how we frame things. This is who we make stuff for people that are purpose driven and they want to lock in the things that they want out of life with as much probability, highest uh, chance possible. Hopefully that was helpful. Okay. Something to think about again, live to learn, give to earn. That's our motto. There'll be a six word update here and you can come into the, uh, the garden Academy and share your takeaways is could be a really powerful conversation. If you, the community decides to have conversations about it, dialogue about it, ask questions about it. And we are community powered. So, you know, live it, experience it. And if it's helpful, please turn around and share it with others. Uh, in your words, you don't have to share this video, but have a dialogue. All right. Thanks for listening to the Garden Academy podcast. Hope it was helpful. If so, do us a favor, subscribe, leave us a review. Now remember, live to learn, give to earn. Reflect on and wrestle with any new ideas that you heard in this episode, and then turn around and share your experience with others. Remember, many of the audio files were pulled from video and turned into articles in our Knowledge Center, which you can access for free. There will be a link in the description. If you want to stay in the loop and hear more about what our members, our partners, and the community is doing, both in the real world and the Web3 world, check out our friends at Inside the Den podcast. Not only are they great dudes, they're highlighting and interviewing the movers and the shakers, and they helped us set up this podcast to be simple, helpful, and fun.